Those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. This is Success with Srini. If it's professional growth, personal growth, financial growth, or relationship growth, we're talking about it. One show, one topic. Diving in deep with practical and useful insights that will change and transform your life. Welcome to Success with Srini. And now your host, Srini Sarapalli. Welcome back to Success with Srini. Happy Saturday morning to you. On the podcast today, I'm answering a question again uh, from a listener of my radio show. Srini, recently I got promoted and now I have become a director. After a long time, I got this promotion. Earlier, I was an individual contributor for a long time and I went from being an individual contributor to a director. Now, I have multiple teams reporting into me. The reason why I'm reaching out to you is a while ago, I heard you talk about problem solving on a radio show. I struggle with solving problems, specifically when it comes to other people. With so many people reporting, I am uncomfortable and I think this is going to be a challenge for me. This keeps me awake in the night. I wanted to touch base with you and see what can I do to overcome this fear. <laughs> okay. Before I answer this question, I want to say that I did respond to this question already to this gentleman. I'm recording this podcast because I want this question to be available to every subscriber of this podcast. So I want to make it perpetual. Now, this specific radio show where I talked about problem solving, this was from 2017. That was the only time I did a show on problem solving. I don't recollect ever doing any other shows. Certainly not a podcast. So this gentleman was listening to me at that point in time. I don't think they even know that I have a podcast now. So coming back to the question, problem solving, the problems that are well-defined, they're easy to solve. Problems that are ill-defined, they're difficult to solve. Very simple formula. So a part of our existence is even though we encounter problems, we need to, to define the problem clearly in our mind. So sometimes we are presented with a problem. Sometimes we find a problem or a problem finds us on its own. Sometimes we create a problem. So at any point in time, either you are celebrating a moment where you solved a problem or you are a little bit pensive and sad that you created a problem or you found yourself in a problem. All of us. So ideally what we want is we want a structural ending to our problems. Now a structural ending of a problem happens only when we define it. Because ill-defined problems, they never have a structural ending. Well-defined problems do have a structural ending. So I want to differentiate these two. A well-defined problem, let's take, let's look at an example. Let's say you are at work and you want to go home and suddenly your car breaks down. That is a problem right there. That's an inconvenience. But it is a well-defined problem because you know that you can now take a taxi or an Uber and you can get home. You know where you are going. You know how much time it takes. All you have to do is change one variable, which is your car. 
So in a way, it's a well-defined problem. Now, an ill-defined problem is, let's look into an example for this. Let's say you want a partner, a life partner, or a business partner. Let's take that as an example. Now, even though you know what the ending is going to be, but somehow you don't know the criteria, what kind of a partner you need. And it becomes convoluted. And unless you really don't define, you know, what kind of a life partner you need, at least some image in your mind, it's difficult for you to pursue. Now, every time something becomes difficult, like, for example, an ill-defined problem, it could end up with multiple solutions. So an ill-defined problem has many solutions. Which one is going to work for you? You see? So, you know, in oftentimes, you know, in life, we make unwarranted assumptions, okay, in everyday problems. So, my message to you is, if you have a problem, work on defining it. Well, the question now becomes is, how do I define a problem? Many, many years ago, back in 1980, somewhere in early 80s, Hayes Steinberg, Bransford, and Stein, these four authors, they came up with a book titled The Ideal Problem Solver, one of the early books on problem solving. And ever since, many people have written, and there's a lot of literature available on problem solving, but they came up with a simple formula. They said, first of all, recognize the problem. Spend a lot of time recognizing the problem. So, this gentleman sending me this this email in itself, so there is some leadership in this gentleman. So he got promoted from being an individual contributor to a director. So I think I think he's hard on himself. And I said that in the email. I responded back saying, you're hard on yourself. The reason why you got promoted is because your managers, your management sees something that you are not able to see about yourself. So they know that you, you can lead people. They know that you're a problem solver. This, this is your impression of yourself and it may not carry any merit because you got promoted and you got promoted after a long time. That means they know you, they have seen you, they have evaluated you and this is a reward, not a punishment. That was my response to him. So, you recognize the problem. In the second thing you have to do is you got to define and represent the problem mentally. And then, you need to spend time in developing a solution strategy for this problem. And then you got to organize your knowledge, whatever knowledge you have, and all of our knowledge is scattered. It's all over the place. We got to organize the knowledge base about the problem. Then we start allocating resources, mental, physical, emotional financial, whatever it takes to solve the problem. And then once we have allocated, that means now these resources are in play. They're working towards solving the problem. Now, once that, once that happens, we start to monitor the progress and see whether we are able to get to the goal. And then keep on evaluating the solution and accordingly keep on making changes. Now, all this is defined in this book, The Ideal Problem Solver. Now, I think this book is available online. L last time, 
many years ago i saw it was now there are different models and i'm just sharing one of the models with you but every problem there are a couple of things you you need one is you need operators when dealing with a problem so what are some of the operators that you can play with and then you need to identify the constraints as you are trying to solve a problem so if one solution doesn't work you need to change the solution and see okay in the last solution i had two operators and five constraints now can i reduce those constraints and and increase the operators whatever right so you kind of keep on shifting and changing till you get to the solution that works the best so this was the show these were some of the notes that i was sharing but to close it out i also want to mention that it's important for you to understand the initial state of the problem and the end goal so what is the initial state and what is the end goal and everything happens in between so these two things have to be understood if these two things are missed or not understood well then again this whole thing becomes an ill defined problem and now you have many solutions in this book the ideal problem solver hey steinberg bransford and stein they talk about they make an interesting point says academic knowledge or academic success doesn't mean that you you can take that and you start applying to real life scenarios so people who can solve academic problems cannot solve real life problems it's complete before it was the assumption but now we know that's not the case so there you know you can't you can't have a bookish approach and you can't say that you were a great problem solver in college in school and whatever now you can solve any problem because you have had success before none as we grow and as we start seeing life more and more the problem tend to become more and more complex and some of the problems that are invisible today become more visible as we age as we grow so there isn't a formula that says i could solve the problem 10 years ago i can solve it now and that is why i said that problem solving is an increasingly complex skill that we need to pursue and there is no ending to it we keep on you know developing ourselves and the more we live the more we'll encounter hence the more we have to accumulate hopefully this is helpful hopefully i did justice to the question hopefully you got some value out of this if it is let me know you're watching this on youtube you're listening to this on a podcasting app there should be a place for you to write a comment and rate and all that and that's all for now i didn't want this to become longer and complex for a saturday but enjoy your weekend and i will uh, catch up with you tomorrow right here thank you you've been listening to success with srini Srini is committed to changing and transforming your life whether it's professional growth, personal growth, financial growth or relationship growth. Srini has positively touched the lives of over 1 million people through his seminars, webinars, workshops and radio shows. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit up the YouTube channel at Success with Srini and the website at www.srinisarapalli.com. Remember, improvement begins with I. See you next time on Success with Srini.